Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good Tuesday morning. Tens of millions waking up to the threat of possible storms and possible tornadoes. Yeah, we're going to tell you where it's all headed. It is November 29th. This is today. On alert, the risk of severe weather stretching from the deep south to the northeast. An outbreak of tornadoes, damaging wind and flooding. All major concerns. Your full forecast straight ahead. Holiday havoc, the looming threat of a national rail strike just days away. President Biden now urging Congress to step in, warning it would be crippling and devastating to the economy. We'll have everything you need to know. Must win. Team USA's clash with Iran to stay alive at the World Cup now, just a few short hours away. A game and rivalry also being defined by growing off-field tensions between the two nations. We're live there. Roaring to life, Hawaii's Mauna Loa, the world's largest active volcano, erupting for the first time in nearly 40 years, disrupting flights and putting thousands on alert. The very latest just ahead. Those stories plus breaking his silence. At the end of the day, I just, I lost it. Overnight, Will Smith opens up and gets emotional about his controversial Oscar slap. That was a of rage that had been bottled for a really long time. Just ahead, what the star is saying about lessons learned from that infamous moment. And oh fudge, the iconic house from the beloved holiday classic, A Christmas Story, is now up for sale. And we triple dog dare you to stick around as we take you inside for a live tour. Today, Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to Today. It's a Tuesday morning. We're so happy you're here. Craig is in for Savannah today. You hope at that house that that leg lamp is still somewhere oh, yeah. in there. you got to have it. They'll probably throw the <laughs> leg lamp in. There it is right there. You can oh, see it's in it the through window. the window, actually. A oh, live look word. at the house that's for sale right Peeking now. Peeking in. <laughs> uh, so that is one of the stories that we're following. But one of the biggest stories yeah. right now. Team USA back in action at the World Cup. And as you can see there, our fans are ready. They're ready for the big game this afternoon. Yeah, there they are in Doha. The U.S. facing a win-or-go-home situation. It's a big one against Iran. And, of course, that nation in the middle of what could be major change, mass protests there, an historic push for women's rights. We are going to cover all aspects of that story coming up. Also ahead, you know about Black Friday, you know about Cyber Monday, but have you heard about Travel Tuesday. Well, it's here, folks. And a little bit later, we've got your guide on how to save on flights, hotels, rental cars, and more. But our top story is this. Today's severe weather threat. Tens of millions at risk across a large swath of the country where they could see hail, strong winds, possible flooding, possible tornadoes. Dylan's in for out tracking all of this. Hey, Dylan, morning. Good morning. It could get very active down uh, along the Gulf Coast, especially as we go into this afternoon and evening. So is this 
typical. Well, I just want to point out that in November, typically we do tend to see most of our tornadoes down near Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. So far this November, we have seen 67 tornado reports, a little to the west of that, mainly across Texas and Oklahoma, into Arkansas and Louisiana. But the threat today will encompass most of Mississippi. This dark shade of red here indicates the area where we have our best chance of seeing hail, perhaps two inches or more in diameter. That's about the size of a pool ball, if you can imagine that falling from the sky. Also, tornadoes, long track tornadoes are possible, especially in this area and wind gusts greater than 60 miles per hour. So that could lead to some significant damage. And just to give you uh, an idea of the, the severity of these storms, if you think about the sunset, which is 448 this evening, most of these tornadoes should happen after dark, meaning it's uh, too dark to see them coming, which is what makes it so dangerous. So including Memphis all the way through Mississippi and the Jackson, this is an area we need to keep a close eye out for this afternoon and into this evening of seeing some of those nocturnal long track tornadoes. That's going to be the biggest threat. Great. All right, Dylan, we'll come back to you in just a few moments. Meanwhile, turning now to the threat of a national rail strike hanging over the holiday shopping and shipping rush. With a deadline to avoid it just days away, President Biden is now calling on Congress to take action. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker has the very latest on this one. Kristen, good morning to you. Hi, Craig. Good morning to you. Well, look, this could very well be a game changer because Congress has the power to override union opposition to directly impose an agreement. But the stakes are incredibly high. The clock is ticking. So the background here, after weeks of calling on labor unions and rail companies to resolve their differences themselves, President Biden is now changing course and calling on Congress to solve the dispute. He's warning of potentially dire economic consequences if a strike isn't averted. And I'll read you his quote, Craig. He says the economic impact of a shutdown would hurt millions of other working people and families. Background on this, a source familiar with the president's thinking tells me the administration determined the risk to the economy was just too great. And that's why you're seeing this shift in the president. Labor unions, rail companies had set December 9th as a deadline to sign off on a contract agreement that had been brokered all the way back in September with the help of the Biden administration. The deal would essentially raise wages by 24 percent. But some workers argue it just doesn't go far enough in addressing what they say are unfair work schedules, unhealthy work schedules and just not enough paid sick leave. Speaker Pelosi saying the House will take up a vote on the issue this week and send it to the Senate where the margins are razor thin, Craig. Kristen, I mean, again, we are in the holiday season now. What, What kind of an impact could a strike have on the upcoming holidays? And even politically, what kind of what kind of impact could it have? Well, that's where all of the pressure points are, Craig. A strike would shut down freight trains. It would disrupt travel just days before Christmas. The Chamber of Commerce weighing in, warning it would immediately lead to supply shortages and higher prices. The group also adding it could cost the American economy billions of dollars a week. Now, as you mentioned, Craig, there is, of course, a political cost, a political backdrop to all of this for President Biden, who says he does intend to run for re-election. He hasn't, of course, officially announced a final decision, but more bad economic news would undoubtedly be a drag on him and his prospects with the economy already a top issue for voters, Craig. Our chief White House correspondent, Kristen Walker for us. Kristen, thank you. Meantime, soccer fans from coast to coast, they're counting down the moments to this afternoon's World Cup game for Team USA. By the way, this one, a win or go home against Iran. And while there's sure to be plenty of drama on the field, there's also a lot of off field controversies swirling around this match. We've got two reports. We're going to start in Doha with NBC's Megan Fitzgerald. Hey, Megan, good morning. 
Hoda, good morning to you. Look, while the excitement is building here in Doha, and I know back home, the controversy around this tournament continues. At the World Cup today, it's win or go home for Team USA. Excitement building for the game that's standing between the young team of stars and the rest of the tournament. I'm hoping for a 3-1 win. The Americans getting in a final practice before their make-or-break game against Iran. I know their confidence is good after the results so far, so their work effort I think will really bring it home for us. The two countries, not just rivals on the field, but on the real-world stage as well. That animosity spilling over at a pregame press conference that got testy. After earlier this week, the U.S. Soccer Federation briefly posted a graphic showing the Iranian flag without the Islamic Republic emblem. The American coach grilled by Iranian state media. We're not focused on those outside things, and, and all we can do on our behalf is apologize on behalf of the players and the staff, but it's not something that, um, you know, that, that we are part of. Team captain Tyler Adams scolded by an Iranian reporter for mispronouncing Iran. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Who also questioned him about the treatment of black people in the U.S. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. In the U.S., we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. The coach and captain aiming to keep the team focused on moving to the next round. Despite everything going on off the pitch, Team USA told me it's all about mindset going into the game. As American fans are getting fired up, ready to cheer the red, white, and blue to victory. And guys, you know, speaking of those fans, I have a few here that are from Dallas, from uh, Arkansas. Yay! We've got Chicago in the house. We've got New Mexico. And guys, just a question. Are you excited? Yeah! Thank you, Megan. I'm sure you said something, but we don't know what it was. We heard USA, USA. For more perspective on this match and the significance on and off the field, let's bring in our chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons. Clearly, what these fans are thinking about is it's win or go home. Yeah. We've got to win this one. And that's where a lot of the sports fans are focused. But there is a whole other aspect to this match. It's the political tensions. What do you see? That's right. You know, there's the debate about politics and sport, but you just can't avoid the yeah. politics in this game today. Just to say, what incredible composure. Tyler Adams, U.S. Yes. team captain, showed yeah. in that press conference, which was basically hijacked by Iranian journalists. Uh -huh. Imagine being an Iranian player today. One of their star players was arrested, isn't playing in uh, the Why? tournament. It was arrested because he was uh, said to have put out propaganda uh -huh. against uh, the Iranian uh -huh. government. Uh -huh. uh, so make of that uh, what you will. But, but look, you know, back in 1998, yeah. the first game between the US and Iran was uh, described as the most political, politically charged game mm. uh, in history. This has got to uh, top that. You have the protests by women in Iran. You, you have the, the nuclear okay. uh, escalation, that, that increasing tension. You have use of Iranian drones by the Russians uh, in mm -hmm. uh, Ukraine. It is a, an extraordinary backdrop. And mm. then in the end, it's a game 
with a bull yeah. and 22 yeah. guys yeah. with a yeah. Yeah. exactly. And the nuclear threats as well. Yeah, uh, the, exactly the, right. The, the ratchet up nuclear tensions. Yeah. I mean, Kira, and Nona made this point earlier also, imagine being one of the Iranian players, mm-hmm. yes. one of the Iranian players yeah. right now. Exactly well. right. Yeah, exactly right. You, you know, they are going to go on that pitch. Knowing, remember, remember, there is the there is the conflict in the background. Yeah. They are going to go on that pitch with pressure on them about whether they support the Iranian government or whether they support the protesters there in Iran. Again, back in 1998, uh, the uh, supreme leader described Iran's victory over the U.S. as a victory against an arrogant opponent. Yeah. Now this time, I think it's going to be different. I I think it's going to be a, a more challenging game for the Iranians. Uh, America needs to score a goal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Simply yes. put. Yes. Simply put by the brick. Yes. They need to get on the end of a pass and they need to put the ball in the back of the net. Okay. Well, that we, we actually needed that. Thank you. And <laughs> you, this you is bet. it. This is winner go Come here for football analysis. For soccer analysis. I love it. All right. Kier Simmons. Kier, thank you so much. We just mentioned those protests in Iran. Protests also continue to play out in China. The largest there in decades. Demonstrators pushing for more free freedoms and an end to COVID lockdowns. And this morning, the situation is adding to tension between China and the United States. NBC's Janice Mackey Freer joins us once again from Beijing with more. Janice, good morning to you. Craig, good morning to you. It was bound to happen. Authorities are now clamping down on those cities that saw extraordinary protests through the weekend. The world is paying close attention to this. It could affect the global economy as well as the leadership of Xi Jinping, who has so far said nothing about the protests. This morning, China promising better COVID rules, but also cracking down. Streets that swelled with protests now walled off and guarded with police fanning out and clamping down in several cities here, even searching phones for images or messaging apps that could link people to demonstrations to prevent the extraordinary scenes of protests here. Let's go together, she chants. The demand for freedom from the controls that have brought cities to a standstill. The zero COVID policy here, closing schools and businesses and removing people who get sick with COVID from their homes. With the restrictions now, people need a negative COVID test every 48 hours to go anywhere in the city. Health officials here today acknowledging that people are fed up and that a woefully low vaccination rate among the elderly is a major problem. They say they'll start using big data to track them down to get their shots. Though Western vaccines, which are seen as more effective, still aren't approved here, stoking the government's fear that opening up too fast could trigger a wave of COVID cases. Protests here capturing the world's attention and sparking concern that the unrest or perpetual lockdowns could affect the global economy. Stocks sliding yesterday as the world watched. The White House weighing in. The White House supports the right of peaceful protest. It's unclear if the moment for protesters will last. It's hard to organize in a country with a government that has little tolerance for dissent. The challenge for Xi Jinping quelling the unrest without walking back his own policy. Craig? 
Janice Mackey for Air Force there in Beijing. Janice, thank you. We've got a lot more to get to, including a situation that's being closely watched in Hawaii. The world's largest active volcano has started to erupt for the first time in a generation. Officials say for now there's no immediate danger, but they are putting people on the big island on alert just in case. NBC's Jacob Soboroff joins us now. He's got the very latest. Hey, Jacob, good morning. Morning, Hoda. This is a wild one. Mauna Loa has erupted 33 times since 1843, but the last time it did was 38 years ago, back in 1984. Geologists say at the moment lava flows are contained within the summit area and they're not posing an immediate threat, but officials are keeping a watchful eye and they're urging residents to be prepared to evacuate if things get worse. After sitting quietly for almost four decades, Mauna Loa on the big island of Hawaii suddenly bubbling to life. Mauna Loa is erupting. Spouting lava and ash Sunday evening after weeks of heightened unrest. In September, there was this increased amount of earthquakes and ground movement indicating that it was more likely that an eruption would occur sooner rather than later. So far, the eruption's been contained and isn't threatening communities that live further downslope. But officials have opened the island's emergency operations center as a precaution and are urging residents to stay vigilant. We almost understand that uh, this type of incident can be very dynamic and things can change. We challenge the public over there on the Big Island, visitors and those that live there, keep their guard up. Southwest Airlines preemptively canceling flights to the island because volcanic ash can damage plane engines, causing them to seize. This thermal imagery showing the path of the eruption. The eruption actually is taking place from three different fissures as of noon today. Residents near the volcano waking up to this surprising view. Pretty awesome. Mauna Loa last erupted 38 years ago for three weeks in 1984. The lava flowing for 20 miles down slope, briefly threatening the city of Hilo. This kind of lava flow is very similar to what happened in 1984 and potentially could threaten populated areas. Hawaii is in constant geological motion, with small earthquakes and many eruptions happening regularly. Just about an hour before the eruption occurred, there were frequent and uh, there were many earthquakes. But they haven't had a major eruption since 2018, when Mauna Loa's sister, Kilauea, spewed lava and ash from May to August, destroying over 700 homes and devastating residential areas. It's been a geological blink of an eye, but now Mauna Loa is flowing again for the first time in a generation. It is amazing. Based on the location of the eruption, officials say they would have ample time, at least a week, to warn communities that might be threatened. And by the way, this is a pretty interesting point. Mauna Loa and Kilauea, they're actually fed by the same source of magma. And Kilauea is actually also erupting right now as well. But it's what they call passively erupting. So that, that lava, you guys, is, is pretty well Real contained. contained. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I just had an earth science class yeah. right there. Nice. <laughs> Dylan gotcha. Dyer knows more about this than All I do. Right. Dylan Dreyer does. And yeah. she's also standing by with the rest yeah. of the national mm-hmm. forecast. I, I said things that happen in the app. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a little too deep for me, quite quite literally. Uh, we do have a chance of severe weather today down through the Gulf Coast. It could be an outbreak with long track tornadoes, lots of wind damage, large hail, all a possibility. Moisture is streaming in from the Gulf of Mexico, combining with this system that's moving in from the west that's producing a little
little bit of snow up through Minneapolis and also back through the Rockies. So these combine, and that's why we have that severe weather threat elsewhere. Sunny across the Northeast today, and it looks nice, just a little cooler than average out West. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you so much. Coming up this morning, Will Smith opening up like never before about that infamous Oscar slap and the fallout on his career. Aaron McLaughlin is in L.A. with that story. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Hoda, that's right. Will Smith called it a, quote, horrific night, saying at the end of the day, he lost it. I'll have more on his emotional interview with The Daily Show's Trevor Noah. Also ahead, after record sales on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, today it's all about Travel Tuesday. Yes, it's a thing. (laughs) Tons of deals on flights and hotels. We're going to tell you where you can find the best bargains, even on last-minute holiday destinations. But first, this is Today on NBC. Travel Tuesday. No matter what you're a fan of, Texas has the trip for you. There's the trip to Texas and the Or maybe you're the kind of fan who'd prefer a trip to Texas or a trip. Either way, go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, back now, 7.30. Doesn't she look good? She looks so pretty. It is our Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And she looks good right now, y'all, but she's going to look even better tomorrow because that's when we light her up. Uh, she's going to be set aglow for the holiday season. It's going to be such a fun time tomorrow night. We've got great musical guest singing, yes. Mickey Guyton, Alicia yes. Looking Keys. forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we- if Mr. Roker were here, yes. were here he would say, the tree's good. We're going to light the tree. Then we're going to get lit. We're going to get lit. Exactly. So, Chanel, good, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Let's get a check of those 730 headlines on a Tuesday morning. Former Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway met for nearly five hours yesterday with the House January 6th committee. After the deposition, Conway told reporters that she appeared voluntarily and did not invoke the Fifth Amendment at any point. Conway worked as a senior counselor to then-President Trump from the beginning of his term in 2016 until August of 2020. The committee is expected to release a final report on its investigation before the end of the year. A plane carrying hundreds of U.S. soldiers was forced to make an emergency landing in Chicago yesterday after reports of smoke in the cargo hold. The Atlas Air 747 was traveling from Topeka, Kansas to Poland. On board, members of the 2nd Armored Brigade Combat Team heading to Europe to assist NATO troops. Thankfully, nobody was hurt there. 
Also this morning, we are hearing from actor Will Smith like never before on that infamous slap of comedian Chris Rock at the Oscar Oscars. Yeah, overnight Smith returned to late night television for a sit down interview with Trevor Noah on The Daily Show. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us with more on that. Hey, Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. Eight months after slapping Chris Rock on live television, Will Smith is speaking out in his first lengthy sit-down television interview, getting emotional about having to explain the incident to his young nephew and his concern that it could impact his next film. What are you doing then? Overnight, Will Smith speaking out. At the end of the day, I just, I lost it. On The Daily Show with Trevor Noah in his first major sit-down interview since he slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Smith now promoting his new movie, Emancipation, and opening up. I was gone. I was, um, you know, that was a a rage that had been bottled for a really right. long time. Trying to explain his reaction to this joke from Rock. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia. I've always wanted to be Superman. I've always wanted to swoop in and save the, the damsel in distress, you know. Smith referenced childhood trauma. It was the, the, the little boy that watched his father beat up his mother. You know, it's, uh, you know, all of that just bubbled up. But says he now has to explain himself to the children in his life. Getting emotional, as he discussed, talking to his nine-year-old nephew about the incident. He had stayed up late to see his Uncle Will, you know, and we're sitting in my kitchen and he's on my lap and he's holding the Oscar. And he's just like, why did you hit that man, Uncle Will? You know, damn it. Why are you trying to Oprah me? (laughs) Smith's interview comes after a series of online statements, apologies, and quiet public appearances, and his resignation from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The Academy's Board of Governors has also banned Smith from all events for the next 10 years. Smith now hoping his reflection and apologies for his past action will not undermine his future. I had to humble down, you know, and realize that that I'm I'm a I'm a flawed human. Yeah, uh, he talked a lot about how he feels personally, and he also talked, Aaron, about how that will affect the slap would affect maybe his new film. Yeah, Hoda, he expressed concern that the fallout over his actions might negatively affect his new movie, Emancipation. He said he completely understands if someone is not ready to see one of his films, but his deepest hope is that it won't penalize his team. At this point, that's what he says he's working toward. Hoda. All right, uh, Aaron McLaughlin. Aaron, thank you so much. All right, coming up, one woman's emotional IVF journey to live out her dream of becoming a mother after losing her husband to cancer. She'll share her deeply personal and powerful story. First, though, are you still looking for holiday flights or hotels? Perhaps Vicki Wynn says today is the day to shop. Right, Vic? Good morning, Craig Chanel and Hoda. Consider this the Black Friday of travel. It is Travel Tuesday. It's here. It's the day airlines and travel agencies offer up some of their very best deals on your dream getaway. So whether you're going to stay domestic or you want to go overseas, I'll tell you how to make the very most of your travel bucks. That's next right here on Today. We're back. Coming up on 740 with today's Consumer Confidential. It's our series around this time every morning, and it's focused on your bottom line. After Americans shattered records on Black Friday, then again on Cyber Monday, 
Travel Tuesday mm-hmm. is here, and this is when you can save big on flights, on hotels, even rental cars. I'm here for Travel yeah. Tuesday. NBC's <laughs> senior consumer investigative correspondent, Vicki Wynn, is here with all of the details for us. Vicki, good morning. Good morning, Tanya. I love the enthusiasm. A lot of us are still recovering from Thanksgiving, but get after it. Today is Travel Tuesday, and yes, you can expect deals up to 50% off of your dream getaway. If you haven't booked your holiday travels yet, it's not too late. Today is the day you want to get online or call a travel agent and take advantage of Travel Tuesday. Got that bucket list destination you've always dreamt of? This might be your sign to go for it. I'm hoping to snag a deal to Nepal for April. A lot of deals I'm looking at are to Bali or Asia. Coming on the heels of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, shoppers can find discounts on Travel Tuesday. We typically see about 50% more deals available on flights, hotels, rental cars. According to online travel agency Hopper, the hottest deals include a flight from New York to Rome for as low as $393 round trip. And if you book through Hopper, you'll get an additional $100 off. What if you really do want to travel for the holidays? Is it too late? If you haven't booked your flights for Christmas, Travel Deal Tuesday is probably your last chance to get a really great deal on airfare. If you are staying at a hotel and you haven't booked, there is some hope. You don't have a specific hotel in mind. You can sometimes get a really great deal if you wait. To avoid getting charged for flight delays and cancellations, consider trip interruption insurance. You can rebook yourself on the next available flight with no additional charge rather than getting in line with the other two, 300 passengers on your canceled flight and hoping to get on the next available flight out. Marissa Amin, a travel influencer, says read the fine print. The one thing I've found a lot of the times with flight deals is that often baggage is not included. It may make sense to look at upgrading to the next fare class because it may be less expensive than having to pay the additional fees to bring a carry-on or check luggage. Another piece of advice, come with a plan and be flexible. Know your dates, know what you want, jumping on them as soon as you see the deal. The biggest thing is that these deals are not going to last long. With airfares in 2023 already up 20% compared to this time last year, today's deals are important, especially for someone like Chelsea Figueroa, who's now traveling with her family. This can allow me to save, you know, anywhere from $200 to $1,000. All right. Well, Vicky, what else can you do really to make sure you're actually getting a good deal? Yeah, this is key, right? You don't want to just jump on an impulse buy a deal today. Mm -hmm. So take a little time before you book anything and do some research. See how low or high that fare has been historically. Google has a flight price tracker tool that will help you do that. And also Hopper has this, you know, price freeze. So let's say you find a deal, you want to jump on it, Mm -hmm. but you need to check on your schedule. Can you Mm -hmm. really get away for those, you know, that period? You'll be able to lock in that price for two weeks. You pay two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, for up to two weeks from now, you get that same deal and you can square it away with your boss or your spouse or whoever. But there's a little fee involved, right? There is a small fee. You don't get that back. It doesn't go towards the cost of your trip, but it's worth it if you're not ready to just make the deal. Pull the trigger. Okay, All right, Vicky, good stuff. Thank you. All right, 743. Let's move on to Miss Dylan Dreyer. I see snow. Yeah, tough place to travel for sure. This takes you out to Utah where it was a slow go. We had snowfall rates of about two inches per hour. Chains were necessary on the tires to get through some of the canyons and the passes. The trucks, I mean, that's always a nightmare on the roads.
because when you have that low visibility and the trucks coming up behind you, too. So it uh, was part of this system that's going to produce eventually that severe weather down south. So here's the setup. We have winter weather alerts even out towards Seattle, where we had a couple inches of snow, but mainly uh, moving into the Rockies as we go through the day today. That snow will continue to move through the plains, even up into Minneapolis, where we could see several inches of snowfall as well. Again, this is the backside of this system where the snow is falling right now. Uh, that's slowly going to move to the east. So Denver up to Minneapolis, including uh, Nebraska, where we have some of that snow falling. Eventually, though, as this moves to the east, it taps into the warm, uh, moist air from the Gulf of Mexico. And that is going to be the trigger for these severe storms down along uh, through the Gulf Coast, down into Mississippi and Arkansas, too. This is also going to be a major rainmaker for the northeast as we go into tomorrow, although it looks like it is going to exit in time for the evening. So additional snowfall, I'd say about six to nine inches in some of the higher elevations, but up into Minneapolis, we could see about three to six inches there, too. And then you go into the uh, UP of Michigan and we could see more snow there as well. And that's your latest forecast. All right. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) Up next, Maggie Vespa standing by to check out your chance to own an iconic piece of Hollywood and holiday history. Yeah, Craig, that's right. Check this out. It's the iconic leg lamp over my shoulder, otherwise known as a major award, of course. And then we happen to have this, frankly, disgusting bar of soap with oh fudge and my teeth marks in it. The things we do for this job, right? It's the house from a Christmas story. It's up for sale in Cleveland. We'll go inside this impeccably preserved set turned like pilgrimage site for super fans coming up on today. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. What makes a Carnival Cruise fun? That's up to you. Maybe it's a ride on boat, a roller coaster at sea, or a deep tissue massage at the spa, Creole-inspired cuisine at Emerald's Bistro to laid-back bites at Guy's Burger Joint, excursions that take you from jungle adventures to beach days at Mahogany Bay, and sunsets from the top deck. Long story short, no one does fun like Carnival. Carnival, choose fun. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. Jacob Silberoff is back with us, uh-huh. and, and it's really not the holiday season if you haven't watched the Christmas show. <laughs> no, it is not. And by the way, you can do more than just watch it this year, because after decades of serving as a museum, the house from the beloved classic is now for sale. NBC's Maggie Vespa's right there in Cleveland, right in front of it. Hey, Maggie, morning. Hey guys, good morning. It is absolutely insane stepping inside that place. It's like literally stepping back in time and stepping into the holiday favorite film. But just for some reference, since this place opened basically as kind of a site for fans in 2006, more than a million Christmas story fans have gone inside there. And now, as you said, this home is on the market with the hopes with its next chapter, the hopes that the new owner sees it as a major award. This morning, a core character from a Christmas classic is on the market in Cleveland. Newly listed with no set price, just as Ralphie and family left it, leg lamp and all. The sale, bittersweet for Brian Jones, longtime owner of this more than century-old home that played host to the 1983 classic, A Christmas Story. 
Clearly, you take the gig seriously. <laughs> I do. After getting a leg lamp as a gag gift in his 20s, the 46-year-old Navy veteran saw a market for holiday movie nostalgia. Two years and a quarter million dollars later, an immersive experience was born, complete with the phone Ralphie's mom used to tell on a friend. He heard it from your son. <laughs> After Ralphie uttered that word. Oh, and the soap she scrubbed his mouth with. You ready to tell me? It says, oh, fudge. All details that draw fans in droves and pink bunny costumes. It's very surreal being in here because we've been watching this movie for as long as I can remember. Complete with a museum and a gift shop, the site boasts 80,000 visits per year. Granted, Jones admits it's not all fun and games. This week, TMZ published a video of him apparently yelling at one of the actors in the film who Jones claims was asking patrons for donations to buy the property, an allegation the actor reportedly denies. And I apologize to the fans. Jones telling us he's protective of the house and the film. It feels like you're seeing either a movie star or your old house from when you were a kid. It's that, that connection. A connection he hopes in the home's next chapter sticks. All right, guys, here's the bar of soap, just for proof, again, with my teeth marks in it right there. And you can see, oh, fudge emblazoned on it. And by the way, fans will know this sale's kind of coinciding with the anticipated release of the movie's sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas, star Peter Billingsley telling us that the movie to him, just like to a lot of people, feels like comfort food. And again, no set asking price on this property, which is really unique. Basically, Jones told us he's more concerned with the owner kind of keeping the integrity of this place alive. All that being said, you guys might be wondering why I changed coats during the package. Like, Maggie, that's weird and that's valid. But it really comes from your producer pointing out that one of the coats you brought looks like Randy, the little brother, when he can't put his arms down in the snowsuit. So... As embarrassing as this is, like, she's right, right? I mean, it just, it fits. Get right in. Oh. Maggie, that was great. Yeah. Maggie, you said those were your teeth marks. Was that a real bar of soap? Did you put your teeth in it? It's a real bar of soap. It's disgusting, and I may have poisoned it. <laughs> Respect. Good Respect. You, I salute you. You went all the way. Thanks, Maggie. See you, Maggie. Yeah. Guys, ahead on Popstar, what were you listening to in 2022? We're about to reveal the most streamed songs of the year. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.